Welcome to today's Five Good Minutes on the Ten Commandments. Today we'll be considering the Ninth Commandment with Kurt Bjorklund. So how do you and I get to where truthfulness is a part of our character? Well, certainly there's a need just to simply commit to radical truthfulness. The tongue, as we have seen in Scripture, is seen as something that can be used very negatively. But Proverbs twelve eighteen also says the tongue of the wise brings healing. Ephesians four fifteen says that speaking the truth in love, that we will grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. So what we know is that the tongue, speaking truth in love, using it wisely is something that is very good. And so being radically committed to saying, I want to speak truth, speak words of healing, is something that is really good in your life. And so there's just a commitment here. How do we, how do we foster that? Again, Kent Hughes suggests a few things. And he says this calls not for petty verbal legalisms, but interior disciplines of grace. And he suggests prayer, simply asking God to watch over our tongue, to expose to us where there's falsehood, and to um, sit with the truthfulness of God. He, he suggests, secondly, meditating on Scripture. And this, uh, he says, is specifically important to meditate on some of the Scriptures that speak about lying and God's heart on this. Let me just read a few of these. Proverbs ten eighteen. He who conceals his hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Proverbs eleven nine. With his mouth the godless destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous escape. Proverbs eleven three. A gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. Proverbs twelve six. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the speech of the upright rescues them. Proverbs 12, 22, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in men who are truthful. Proverbs 17, 9, he who covers an offense promotes love, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Proverbs 18, 8, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to a man's inmost parts. Proverbs 19, 1, better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Proverbs 19.5, a false witness will not go unpunished, and he who pours out lies will not go free. Proverbs 21.23, he who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. And Proverbs 26.23, like a coating of a glaze over earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. So there is simply this commitment and then prayer, scripture, Ken Hughes again suggests the idea of examination. He says, prayerfully examine your life in respect to lying, slowly utilizing the following list of the subtleties of deceit. And he goes back over the ways that he says we lie, slander, gossip, flattery, exaggeration, carelessness, true words, insinuation, silence. And then he says, make an amends wherever possible. Make an amends for past deception. Now, here's what I know about deception lying, and that is we can talk about it, but often why we lie at the real core 
is that there's something we believe is on the other end of the lie that we want more than truthfulness, that we want more than God. In other words, we believe that if we simply make this little compromise, that there's something that comes back into our life that will somehow be better for us than if we hold the line and speak truthfully. And part of coming to truthfulness is simply saying, I don't care if even that's true. I would rather be truthful before God, to God, and to myself, even if it costs me more. And in some ways, that's real faith, because it means I'm not taking matters into my own hands. I'm simply going to be radically committed to speaking truth and letting the chips fall where they may. Now, having said that, I just want to clarify one other thing, and that is saying I'm going to be radically committed to speaking truth doesn't mean that I have to speak every truth that I believe or see. There are times to simply avoid a question or not answer. And I'm thinking here specifically of hurt feelings over um, speaking all the truth that you believe you hold or see. And, and all I mean here is, I used the illustration earlier, your spouse says, how do these pants make me look? Or how do I look in these pants? And if your honest opinion is awful, you don't have to say awful and you're not being um, dishonest. Now, if you're asked a direct question about uh, a particular fact by your spouse that matters and you demur, now you're being deceptive in your silence. So there is a little wiggle room here in terms of, of wisdom about when to uh, speak all the truth you know and when to hold back. But as a general rule, holding back is a path to deception and deception is a path to destruction. And God calls us to a better way to live. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out all our content and podcasts on Orchard Hill Plus. You can find that and so much more on our website or the Orchard Hill app.